Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. He, he's, he's football sharp. Uh, he works at it. Um, he's mature behind his years. Um, those are the reasons why we have a level of comfort with some of the things that he's able to do relative to what you would expect from a rookie perspective. Well, indeed, that's Mike Tomlin, and he made it official yesterday at the press conference. Kenny's the man going into Buffalo. And I I, I think, Max, one of the things I I remember most was a lot of the belly aching when they were talking about the fact of, you know, Kenny, you know, in a fifth-year senior at Pitt. He was 24 years old, and people are going 24. But that's one of the things that the Steelers really liked about him. And we talked about that in the past, that, you know, that extra level of maturity helps you proceed faster, further, you know, along as as you go. And I think the fact that he is more mature, it's really helped his his drive to get to the uh, starting quarterback job. Oh uh, yeah, I, I think I think you're absolutely right. I think that is a, a lot that that helps with the maturation process of maturity. When, when you talk about a guy being sharp, you know, it's normally a negative thing that you get an older quarterback, right, or an older player. Ah, you know, there's the old guys that are here <laughs> on the team. But you know, the Steelers like the old guys. Yeah, think yeah, about and, us. Yeah. No, just joking. Um, but but I think I think but I think. <laughs> I just caught on to that. I'm a little yeah, slow exactly. this morning. I was a little grogified. <laughs> you know, you woke up. I woke up early, and it's just like I didn't get my second cup of coffee till I got to the station here. So I, I finally got it, and it's just now starting to kick in. Well, I'm so tired that I don't know that I'm tired yet. So <laughs> I, I'm just kind of fooling myself. Don't worry. In the second hour, when I'm just like dragging um, and, and just just all harebrained, just feel free to jump in and just. Take the reins because I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little delirious um, by that time I can promise you, but <laughs> you know I think when I look at it I, I see you understand why the coaches feel the same way why he knows a little bit more and also having Mark Whipple as your as as your quarterbacks coach right? right also being the coordinator for this squad he already has a certain level of knowledge of offenses that most kids wouldn't at this level. Some guys are just college coordinators and they're they're all college related, but you could see where Mark Whipple 
uh, operates in a different space because of his history with the Steelers. And, of course, being next door, you know, he saw what everybody else was doing. And I'm sure him and Ben probably talked on a num- on numerous occasions as well. So I think having that type of knowledge, insight, relationship um, for Kenny Pickett is probably – one that's very beneficial as well. And so he kind of came in kind of, kind of, you know, like when you see those little kids that look like they're grown men, right. But yet yet they're little kids, but yet they just, they just, they have a more reserved nature about them. That's how I picture Kenny, except for I'm not picturing him as a baby with a suit on, but you know, it's just, he comes in knowing more than what we anticipate him knowing, I think. And that's where you hear that with coach Tomlin talking about how, how sharp he is and how they feel, very comfortable with him is because a guy who stayed an extra year, you saw him blossom in said fifth year of college. And now he's starting a little bit early than we would have liked, but guess what? We're also not in those quarterback meeting rooms, right? Right. We're we're not, we're, we're, we're not, we're not on the South side every day. Now, you know, it's not like training camp where everybody's trying to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. Now it's starting to show the true game planning and how you understand the offenses. So, you know, hey, it's the K- KP8 time. It is. And, you know, Max, you think about it. I mean, he's got familiarity with, with Matt Canada. I mean, they were together at Pitt. You know, it's not like he didn't learn, you know, some of the whatever going on. He's, you know, he's grown up. And the fact is, you said Mark Whipple, too. Whip, you know, Whip was with uh, Ben. Whip was with the Steelers. You know, I mean, he's a very competent, excellent coach so I mean there's a lot of crossover that that really has occurred behind the scenes uh as it were and you look at this and you you think okay there's there's a foundational familiarity that they had long for a long time with 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 Kenny and I'm sure that none of this really surprises them you know it's just the probably the quickness in which they came to make the move but you know I've said it all along you know great coaches still coach with their gut they still go, you know, you can get all the, the statistics, you can get all the, the stuff that you want from uh, the people who, you know, do all the bean counting there. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes down to it, every coach that I've known from Chuck Knoll to Bill Cower to, to Mike Tomlin, I mean, they still make those calls by what their, their, their gut instinct is telling them. And I think Mike said it in the, the, pa- the paper this morning. You know, his gut said, boom, it's time to go. That's was the bottom line. He saw some things, and, uh, you know, at some point in time, it came to that level where, you know, as he said before the game, too, he said when people asked him, when do you know it's time to make a change, he says basically what he said without quoting him is, you know when you know. And, and it's that gut-level instinct that tells you a change needs to be made because right now it's just not working. I-Y-K-Y-K. Okay, now you got me. <laughs> if you know, you know. Oh, Boom! there it is. Wow. <laughs> wow. Wesley off the top shelf. Love it. Love it. Gave us a triple deke there. I love I, I love that. Yeah, that, that that's Wait, exactly whoa, 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 what it, what it is. Do it again. I-Y what? I-Y-K-Y-K. If you know, you know. <laughs> Boom. There it is. That's a twofer. That's a twofer. That's, that's a twofer. <laughs> and we're not talking about the twofer that I lost. <laughs> yeah, no, not no, not not that twofer. Uh, 
I'm so glad you have so many other teeth, Wolf. Yeah, me too. You know, it would be awkward (laughs) when you're gumming a steak. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that I'm glad it's not your favorite tooth either. Yeah. You know, that would also make me feel sad. <laughs> oh, that's true. But, you know what I got to do is I got to start taping like these IYK, whatever it is, Y, whatever. YK. Yeah. It's to the bottom, I-Y-K, so I know. Y-K. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so you'll know when you know. There you go. <laughs> and that's, but, but bottom line, that's what great coaching is about. Those guys that can listen to their inner voice. And not be swayed. Chuck Knoll was absolutely magnificent in that. Some would say overly stubborn in that area. But it really was one of his greatest strengths was his ability to know what was right, to know what's going to work. And then by golly, come heck or high water, he's going to lead you through that because he knows what works. And I've seen that happen over and over in my time with Coach Knoll. And I've seen it again when you watch with Bill Cowher and with uh, Mike Tomlin. <laughs> I Y K yeah whatever you know yeah. you know I Y K Y K yeah I Y K Y K I'm not hip enough to get that okay it, yeah but 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 I think I think that also lends itself to experience true time served right yes when you're talking when you're talking about Coach Knoll when you're talking about Coach Tomlin right and yep. Coach Cower. That's all the coaching from 1970 to present. Yeah. So it's it's very rare that you have that type of time served at one time. You know, I think of like, you know, like what? We're talking about Belichick. We're talking about Marvin Lewis. We're talking about maybe uh, Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. Um and even the, even then, funny enough, and I, I and I learned this uh, last night, but even Sean Payton, uh, for as great as we tout him about an offensive mind, mm-hmm. back once a time ago, he actually got relieved of play calling duties and offensive coordinator position when he was with the Giants. Hmm. How about that? Yeah, that's yeah, a Jim Fossil took yeah. over. Yeah, I remember that now. So, and was yeah, that during so, the Super Bowl year run, or was that the one before? Uh huh. Okay, it was during the Super Bowl year run, okay. and and so so I mean so there are like exceptions where those great guys even have to have that hiccup, but I mean, but it's just so rare because he's seen so much, so you have to implicitly trust the man in charge, and Coach Tomlin has earned that cachet. So when he makes the statement, right? When you know, you know. Right, correct. That that comes from an informed position. It might seem like an uninformed type of way of describing it, but it is a very informed, a very strong depth of knowledge within that space to say that, you know, it's it's instinctual to do this and that I knew when to do it because it spoke to me in that moment. And so that that's one of the things you don't you don't doubt what coach said. We we have our feelings right wolf about it. We have, you know, thoughts about oh is it too soon? But I trust what coach Tomlin's going to make that decision. I trust when he says what he says because he's lived it more often than not and it has yielded success for him to this point that gut has carried him to be a coach that's never had a losing season in the NFL. Right. Over o- over a decade and a half 
at this job. So, yeah, so it, it is one of those things that I have more comfort in it, you know, after yesterday ta- hearing Coach Tomlin talk and feeling good about, okay, I, I, see, I see what Coach Tom was talking about. I see what he means here. You know what? I can't have any feelings about it or reservations. I'm trusting the coach. You know, he was – hell, he was my coach for six years. Right. I, and I still trust him to this day. So, you know what? I, I'm behind his decision. If that's his decision, guess what? We're going to ride it till the wheels fall off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Look, I'm going to give you three examples. You know, this is one of the things that Mike said yesterday in his, his press conference. He said, uh, from a, you know, from their perspective, Kenny was fluid. Well, you take a look. The third down, when he was, you know, they were moving the pocket, he rolled right, and what, what happens? He gets the first down. He scampers, what, I think six, seven yards, and he gets a first down. Just very fluid. You could see. He, he looks. He doesn't see anybody open, and he moves to the sticks to get the first down. Then you got another one. He says, Mike talks about his quick decision-making. If you saw the strike, the 18-yarder to Pat Fryermuth, that's in the face of Quinn and Williams about to put his grill in Kenny's grill. Uh, Kenny launches that baby and hits that strike down to the two-yard line, right? And then you talk about pro-like anticipation. I mean, even in his very first throw, and he threw Chuck one down there, and he gave it to Heave-Ho. But Chase Claypool, that that pass could have been outside the numbers and maybe given Chase Chase a, a chance to outrun him to it. But the fact of the matter was he had both hands on the ball. That's anticipation and throwing to an open window that opened very briefly. It was a small window. But those are the type of windows that you get in the NFL. And you got to live and have that sort of confidence that you can anticipate and be able to put that ball where you got to put that ball for that window to open and close. Yeah, no, and it's a it's a feel thing, right? Um, and I think that also, when we're talking about experience, when we're talking about time, I think Kenny has a better feel now. Now, granted, he has to he has to earn that feel with this current set of receivers, right? Um, but he knows football, and like you said, playing five years in college helps you with that because I think. A lot of times, especially when we're looking at quarterbacks today, they don't come in with a lot of experience, Wolf. A lot right. of them are one, maybe two-year starters. Yep. It's rare when you get the fifth-year guy, right, yeah. <laughs> that's seen everything college-wise, hence why he had the success that he had. But it also carries over when you run a pro-style offense because you're already kind of getting yourself mental and physical reps at what a pro-style offense looks like so that you can make the transition easier. You know, one of the guys, because I live out in Arizona, um, Kyler Murray. <laughs> you just you just throw that in there. You know, it's like, well, I live no, in Arizona. It, it, no, it's, you know, the weather is just because so of the yeah. Because of the, I'm talking about the Cardinals. I'm not talking about the weather today. It's the Cardinals. <laughs> okay, all and, right. And, and they drafted a first-round quarterback in Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray got drafted one overall, but only had one year starting experience because he sat behind Baker Mayfield, mm-hmm. right? You know, he, he, he sat, he sat behind other guys before him and, and he got his one year and, you know, won a Heisman because of that one year. But when he came to the NFL, look how long it's taken him to really get a grasp of everything. It would have been the equivalent now of what four years of college would have been is where he's at. 
Right. And that's what I kept telling your brother Ron, right? He was like, <laughs> well, how are we looking at Kyle, Kyler Murray? I said, well, this is like starting year two. He's like a sophomore starting quarterback right now in college. Okay, he's like a junior college, you know, junior year in college starting quarterback in year two. And then in year three, it's like his senior year, which they made the playoffs last year. But it took four years, quote, unquote, of starting experience before he got there. And he was a kid that played baseball. So, you know, Kenny Pickett already comes with something that's a little bit different than most traditional quarterbacks because he has that wealth of experience. He is a little bit older entering into the NFL, but he brings knowledge with him and time served in that situation. So I think things will pick up faster for him. Exactly so. I still go back to – I'm amazed when you find out, in fact, he didn't have any uh, reps with the ones. I mean, you know, it, I would have thought if, if if Mike had the inkling that a change could have been made, I would have thought he would have snuck some reps onto Kenny's plate. You know what I mean? If, if you if you think there's a possibility, you're still going to hedge your bet and, and put some of those reps on Kenny, if you think that that's a possibility. So I think Mike didn't even think it was going to be a possibility going into the game. You know what I mean? No. and, no, and Pure and, reactionary. Yeah, and <laughs> it, that was pure reactionary. That was gut instinct. That was coaching from, you know, from within your inner voice type of thing. And I, I, I kind of marvel at that because, you know, in, in many ways, it's, you knew it was the right thing to do at that moment just with the energy and the spark that it provided, yeah, it got a little bit out of hand because of the fact of the three interceptions. But the fact of the matter is only only two of them really counted. And the one of them should have been caught. Um, and, and he learned a valuable lesson on the other one when he bounced one off, off uh, Friar Moose's hands. He knew he shouldn't let that baby go. And he knew that he was throwing 50-50 with a 50-50 ball, only it being 50% of them wanted to throw it to Friermuth and make a play, and 50% of them wanted to throw it out of bounds, and he just got caught in between. You know I mean? That's one of those situations that that's – that's one of those uh, learning experiences that is going to provide for him um, a, lot of, a lot of material down the road. He's going to know. You know, you just can't do that and, and not be impacted by the result of that. No, no, you can't. And, and and he also, you could also feel in that interview, you know, how passionate, how personal he takes wins and losses. So if anything, gleaning from that moment, as far as an insight into him, he's going to get things right. And he's, he's going to fast track whatever he needs to fast track. Because now he has that half under his belt. He knows what that feeling is. And Kenny seems like the one that's going to go in and say, oh, all right, guys, hey, I need a little bit extra after practice. Mm-hmm. I, I, I need to do – I need to just, just, just work with me here, right? <laughs> um, I, w- I want to go through this because I didn't feel too comfortable about this. And remember when we did this and this concept, da-da-da-da-da, Chase, let's do this. Okay, Deontay, let's go. Um, something I wanted to see here that made me not look over that direction. Here, let's work on this real fast. Boom, 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 boom. I think he's going to be that type of student that's going to say, okay, I need, I need some extra time with the teacher after class to make <laughs> sure I get this. So let's go out and let's have a little bit of extra time, right? A, we're one and three. So, you know, hey, y'all have nothing else to do except worry about winning. And this pertains to winning. You know, yeah. so let, let's, let's go try and get some of this stuff right so that we could be on the same page come Sunday in Buffalo. Well, it's going to be ginormous man i mean you think about it 
going up to Highmark Stadium, and you know how that atmosphere up there and that environment is going to be. It's it's hostile to outside invaders, you know. And uh, I, I'm excited yeah. about it because I want to see how he handles this sort of adversity. You know what I mean? There, there's there's a tremendous amount of of uh, Buffalo mojo flowing right now. I mean, you go back and you take a look at what the, the, the Bills did against the Ravens. For them to come out and be able to come back from a 20-3 deficit and be able to put it on the Ravens in their home park, um, this it's character-building steps for the Buff Bills, and the Steelers need to do a similar thing. They have an opportunity to go into this rather very hostile environment and be able to see what they're made of. You know what it's like? You know, Max, one of the greatest things, one of the most unnerving things in my life was going out to the L.A. Coliseum when it was a big game between the Steelers and the Raiders, and you got over 100,000 people there. And you know, you've got some 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 problems offensively or defensively, and everyone says you're going to get squashed, you're not even going to have a chance, go to mile high in 84, you know, and everybody says, why are we even bothering with these guys? And and you come out the winner, and it's there's nothing like it, man. I mean, it is the greatest adrenaline rush you can possibly imagine, uh, short of a Super Bowl win, I would imagine, because I never had one of those. But the fact is, you know, being able to go in and, and put it on a team in their home stadium when basically all the, the soothsayers, all the talking heads were saying that they can't possibly beat this team, and you beat them. You know, and it's just a it's it's one of those those moments in time where you just stand up and go, man, this is this is what you you live to do, you know, to go in and and uh, put it on somebody in their home stadium. No, absolutely, Wolf. It, it is a, it is a great feeling. But you know what's even greater than that, Wolf? What's that, Bud? It's great that you can actually subscribe to SNR's newest <laughs> podcast. <laughs> What the Godfather of Sports is talking nothing but Steelers, right? You know, just like the Coliseum, he is entertaining the mob. That's right. It's Savern on Steelers. New episodes drop every Tuesday and Thursday for your listening pleasure. You can get it on Steelers Mobile, iHeart, pod, uh, podcast stations worldwide. And you know what? You can entertain mobs or you can just entertain yourself in the car or at work. <laughs> That is what's special about having the Steelers mobile app. You have access to all of our podcast library available to you same day for all of our shows. And with that, we will step aside, Wolf. But when we come back, fret not. The Festivus continues. (laughs) The mob will be appeased. Uh, You know, that is. And we'll continue to talk about, you know, Kenny Pickett. We'll also talk about other Steelers news Um, and the Mike Tomlin press conference here on In the Locker Room with Wolf Starks and the Ninjas on SNR and ESPN Radio. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio, presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Standpoint, got a few things to talk about. Um, Witherspoon, um, you should anticipate him still being out. We got some other guys monitoring some some health-related things. Um, Edmonds is in the concussion protocol. Uh, Mika has a need that needs to be managed and, and, and watch him progress throughout the week. Cam Sutton has a growing a hamstring, and uh, Cam Haywood has an elbow and an ankle. So uh, we got some things to manage. 
Um, but I don't necessarily view that as a negative. All right. Well, Coach doesn't view it as a negative. I have to say that I disagree, Wolf. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, he went on. So, Coach Tomlin also went on to talk about, you know, the opportunity that presents for younger guys to get reps and for them to gain an opportunity. He doesn't look at guys as backups. They are, you know, starters and starters and waiting. Right. And the starters and waiting are getting more opportunities. So, um, I would say that for a lot of positions, but Minka, Akello, Cam, and Terrell. Uh, You're basically they play, talking about the whole back end, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, the back end and, and, and one of, and one of the main drivers on the pass rush. Um, so that's that's a lot different. That, yes, that's, that's three three star that's three starters in your secondary and one starter the and captain on your defensive line. Yeah, that's that's a lot different. I mean, the only thing to boot, I'm not even you know I'm not even gonna say it. Uh, yeah, we're glad that you know. For right now, we don't have any further linebacker injuries, so that that that's good. I mean, because still TJ um, is still the one missing from the linebacking core side of things. But yeah, that that that's uh, that's troublesome, especially when you're thinking about a team that requires um, a lot of uh, attention, so to speak, um, in the Buffalo Bills. And they have their own secondary issues, so we don't want to go in having the same issues as them because. The difference and equalizer is their offense runs a lot more efficiently than ours does. <laughs> yeah, exactly so. But again, I mean, it, it does give you double gription there. Thinking about the fact in your gourd, you're talking about the whole back end, and you're talking about one of the best players in the NFL, possibly with Minka getting a knee sort of thing. And that, that does buggerate me. You know what I mean? I mean that that that's a lot of stuff there. And and of course you got. Thank goodness you got Levi Wallace, but James Pierre, he's probably going to step up, right? You got Trey Norwood, Miles Killebrew, Arthur Millette, you know. But, I mean, there's these guys, I, I know that, you know, Mike's got to present a strong face in, you know, in the face of adversity. But at the same time, you, you realize that when you're going into a guy that's, what, second in quarterbacking and, and uh, you know, throwing the ball and everything in Buffalo, Man, oh man, that's a tough time to be losing people off the back end of your defense. It, it is a very, very tough time to be doing that, indeed, Wolf. And I have to say that, yeah, it does give you a little pause. You know, obviously, today will be the first day of the of the official Buffalo work week. Uh, yes, so yes. We shall be monitoring the injury report. Yes. Um, but it was one of those things that you know, I and I kind of signaled this up to you. Um, during the game on Sunday when I saw Minka on one of the tackles kind of knock knees with uh, with one with one of his own players as they were go both going for oh, the tackle. Was that a friendly kind of fire, up, huh? Yeah, it was like a friendly fire. He got up rubbing his knee and kind okay. of, you know, kicking his knee out. Then he kind of came out for a play and then came back in as the drive progressed. But it was one of those things you saw it. And he was just kind of rubbing his knee and trying to shake his knee out. So I mean, so I think it's more so that like maybe there's some type of contusion there. Yes, and that's being more precautionary. And of course, you say that Monday, Tuesday when you don't really have work going, it's more of a film day. And you know, you see your 
you see your safety walking in with an ice bag on his knee. Ooh. Um, so, but I, I mean, I don't think that one is significant. I think, you know, Terrell Evans obviously being in concussion protocol is, uh, is one that's the more significant. And of course, you know, Cam going down twice, you know, it, it was Oof. a down goes Frazier times two. Yeah. Um, and that's one you don't want to see. Cause like you said, that, that, that's a heavyweight f- bout right there. And you need, and you need that heavyweight guy slugging it out, um, in the middle of the line and causing disruption on the offensive line. So, Hopefully, that's not significant either. And then Akello, that's never promising. When you already come in on a Tuesday, like, yeah, expect him to be out. Right. Um, and that process, so that means next man up. And like you said, you know, we have some young guys who can come in and fill in in those moments. Trey Norwood obviously went in for Edmonds. And, of course, James Pierre coming up with the recovery on special teams, thank goodness. Right? Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Having yes. that, yeah. So, so we've seen his name, and James Pierre is a guy who has starting experience from last year. So, you know, we do have guys who have some experience in those positions. But once again, you always want your full confidence, especially when you go up against a, a quality team. Unquestionably so, and I think the Steelers uh, got themselves Josh Jackson. They signed him to the practice squad, a five-year NFL vet uh, from Wisconsin, 15 career starts. Um, that might not be the guy from Wisconsin. There's another guy. Regardless, they got a guy, Josh Jackson, he signed. We lost a uh, mate, uh, Jordan Berry. Oh. <laughs> they him. Hey, wait, I, I hope he's not living in, in Australia because that would be one heck of a commute there in and out from practice I, squads, huh? You know, I, I mean, I think that he, he's adapted well to the Western civilization. So I don't think that uh, he would go all the way down under. Um, I always know, wondered, I think- did you ever go down there, Max? Have you ever been to Australia? So I have not. My wife, my wife actually spent part of her um, intern year when she was doing fellowships. Mm-hmm. She actually did a rotation over there, and she absolutely loves it. And so we we are going to go back now that the girls are older and could probably tolerate because the flight is just so long. Yeah, to get there, that's a brutal uh, flight. That's that's the only thing. And we were like, yeah, young kids, we can't do it. And you, and she said honestly, you need. You need over two weeks just yeah. because you got to adjust to the time change and everything. Gotcha. That to enjoy Australia. And if you're going to make it that far, you want to make sure you see as much as you can. So she's like, you need honestly close to a month. So one day we will take that. Obviously, I'll do that in the offseason. I won't leave during the season. Well, that, that would be nice. I'd appreciate it because, you know, even though our winter is their summer, but. You know, oh, our I'll, winters I'll, I'll, are I'll, summer. I'll, ah, below the equator, right? True. So everything flips. That's everything right. Flips. Well, let me ask you this then: Does like you know you flush the toilet? Does it swirl the opposite way? I'll let you know when I go. I have no clue. <laughs> I and I expect to. It's not something I've. Yeah, and I've never. I mean, you know, you should have asked mate. You should have yeah, asked I him because he would have known. But uh, but when I do go, I will give you a full report about the swirls of the flush. Okay. Because I always wondered, I don't know. You know, these are things that keep me up late at night. You know, hmm. When you flush a toilet down under, does it go the other way? It's just a, some, you know, something to keep you know, in mind. Once again, once again it, it, it is a very viable question. You know, that and obviously, you know, kang- kangaroos fighting. I mean, I do want to see that as well. Oh, I yeah. Mean, they look like boxers. How much do they actually use the tail? That, that's another thing I, I want to find out. Ooh. Not personally, I want to watch no, it. Yeah, from I was going to say, I don't want. I, I don't you, want to participate in it. Those things can kick yeah. like a mule, man. <laughs> exactly. 
And, and they're swole. They're muscular. They're they muscular are. dudes. Too. They are. You know, but here's yeah. another one for you. Does, is there really shrimp on the Barbie? You know? Oh, yeah. There it is. I, yeah. they I, go, mean, I mean, is that something? That, is, that, is that like a, a thing in Australia? I, you know, I, I mean, mean, it is an island nation, and they do they do sport some some tremendous looking prawns from from what I've been told. So I think it could be a possibility. You know, now will I throw a shrimp on the Barbie? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But that, that I'm gonna have to do that. And then I mean, is Foster's really the national beer of Australia? That's another. There's thing another thing. You gotta, absolutely, you're gonna have to to find out these things if you when you go. I expect a full report. And a full report Listen, it shall be, no doubt. I, I, I'm going to find all the touristy things, and I'm, go, I'm going to make an American backside of myself over there. <laughs> I already know it. And I'm going to embarrass my wife, and I'm not going to feel bad about it. But I will have Creekstone beef, which is apparently some of the best beef in, no the, uh, in the world. So Ooh, i got to go do that. Because Australia is like a foodie paradise, too. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. No, they have a lot of, like... Different cuisines and and Australians are very foodie central centric, almost like you know like uh, some Canadian towns like Vancouver is a foodie city, um, and that's another place I want I do want to go on my travels I do want to visit visit the Vancouver, um, <laughs> since that's over here in the western the part Vancouver. of the uh, uh, the Vancouver. It's a very I, yeah, hip way I just, to say I just made that. that up. I, I made that up. Okay, it sounds cool. it works. It, it works. Yeah. All right, but, getting uh, back to business. Yeah, go, yeah let's go back because we went off off track with Jordan Berry. Uh, yeah, I, I have a right, tendency what other to news? do that. Well, <laughs> what the, other news we got? The other news <laughs> is going to be, I, I would imagine that uh, we might see uh, Steven Sims up this week. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it, you it, talked it, about it, it the other day. It does not surprise me. Yeah, yeah it, does, it would not surprise me, and I think it's something that has to be really considered just because you've got all of those – issues going on that's two fumbles for gunner um and in critical situations and he's one of one on yeah. on us retaining possession so i think you do have to consider what steven and steven sims had a heck of a return in the preseason he did so he indeed. has that capability in him so i think it might be time to test that out and you know but the big question is going to be who's up who's down yeah because of that because if you're going to activate him somebody has to be down yep um and, and for even though that's just a a um, practice, uh, you know, not, not practice squad. That's just uh, this is a numbers thing. But also, here's the thing: guess who Kenny had time with in the preseason? Steven Sims. Just saying. Just it saying. It might make sense. It might make sense. I'm not gonna go crazy here, but I think it might make sense um, to start looking at that as well, Wolf. Hey Wolf, what what time do you think it is? I I Y K Y K. Um, if you know, uh, who knows? Um, oh, it's time to go. That's the time it is. The, boom! <laughs> there it is. Look boom. at you. Let's go. All right. When we come back, I'm going to tell you who they did get from Wisconsin because it wasn't the other guy that I thought it was, and that was Josh Jackson. But we'll tell you who it is coming right back here on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Possession down. Football. Um, You know, I really felt it. 
but I felt it throughout. Um, but particularly in the fourth quarter of that game, um, you know, we, we were challenged there with, with some of the things schematically we were able to do and, and the collection of guys that we had on the grass. It, it didn't feel comfortable. Uh, we got to get better um, at, at, you know, painting our barn red if we got red paint based on the people that we have available to us in those moments. Well, the Steelers are going to have to do some real painting in the secondary coming up this week because the fact of the matter is you got some people um, that are going to be newbies out there. And, of course, you got almost the whole back end. It seems like you're indecisive whether or not who's going to be there, and we're going to see. But we, we the Steelers did sign uh, a guy named Scott Nelson to the practice squad. He's a UFA from Wisconsin. So I did get the guy finally. I Y K whatever you know. <laughs> so now you know. You keep Max. saying it correctly. I, I, I feel like you now at this point you just don't want to say it. He's just taunting us, Max. You, you, yeah, he doesn't want to be hip and cool. This is what the truth I'm, comes out. I'm He's trying secretly to be hip, hip and cool. cool. It's it's easy. It's five letters, Wolf. It's okay. five letters. I I Y K. Then double it again. YK. Oh, YK. Where's the I? There's no second I. Oh. Because if you know, mm-hmm. you know. I'm such a dummy. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You just you you just you just want to believe that. You want to believe that. You don't want to be cool, hip and together. It's all good. <laughs> cool and hip left me a long time ago, buddy. <laughs> Well, I mean, yeah, hey, listen, you, know, you can crazy. always get a new one, though, <laughs> as far as the hip goes. I mean, if you feel like the other one's old. <laughs> yeah, in today's day and age, that's for sure. Yes. Man, I'll tell you what, I had a knee replacement. That was long enough, man. That was – that's that's yeah. a lot of rehab there, man. Well, I remember when B.A. went double knees in oh, the offseason. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. Yeah, I was like, what are you doing? I was like, that is the definition of insanity right there. Yeah, I would I would say that's uh, but regardless, okay, so now you got some big defensive things coming up. So number 1 defensively, defending a Josh Allen I think kicks to offensively because I think your offense has got to maximize every opportunity to keep Josh Allen uh his fanny on the bench. You got to do it. A- absolutely. I mean the 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 keister must be in place. You can't give Josh Allen an opportunity to be uh, explosive. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. like you have to, you have to minimize his his impact and and his exposure um, as much as possible because that can wreak havoc uh, on things. You know, and I think that's why you know it's going to be important how you rush, when you rush, and how that gets displaced um, is going to be really important because. That's one of the guys you cannot have him trying to wreck the game by himself, because that 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 will that will that will cause a lot of issues, um, you know, for the team. And if he gets into a rhythm, that's one thing you cannot afford to allow happen. And I don't want to see it happen because that guy, when he gets in a rhythm, it, it's problems. And especially with the weapons that he has, you know, obviously we're still waiting to hear what the status of a Gabe Davis will be. Right. Um, but I mean, Stefan Diggs does some, does some things, and their run their run game is not up to snuff. And I don't want them to find a rhythm with Devin Singletary and Zach Moss and company. Um, right now, their leading there. rusher is Josh. You know, I mean, 
He's he's really yeah. their, their their rushing threat. I think he had seventy yards against uh, the Ravens there. Um, he's opportunistic. Yeah. The guy is uh, a great athlete. Uh, he's really worked. You know, the, the amazing thing was that jump that he made from his first year to the second year as far as completion percentage. You know, he's at one point he was up around seventy five percent completion percentage. He's cooled off a little bit in the last couple of weeks, but he was really smoking hot in the first couple of weeks. Yeah, and, and but I think that's that's more so. I think why also, you know, this team has had their struggles was because Josh has had to do so much. Sure. Um, you know, and I think that's where I'm still kind of like on the fence. Uh, you know, is that I don't really need this guy taking over, um, yeah. <laughs> and and and, get, and catching hit and catching his uh, catching his stride. And then also, there's rumors about a health sighting of a certain receiver that might that might make his services available to either the Buffalo Bills or the LA Rams. Do we do you know who I'm talking about? Is that OBJ? That is correct. Oh dear. I don't need to see him going to the Bills. No, this week. that's not a good thing. That. I mean, well, if you got to nope. do it, maybe sign him uh, you know, on game day or something. Yeah, exactly. Do it on game day and after he's not and after the 90 minute warning, right? Make yeah. sure that he's there's no way of him putting a uniform there on. There you go. But uh but yeah, no. So so yeah, I mean and and I know we're not going to get into the full breakdown just yet, but I mean there's that that defense as well has has some capabilities of being uh a threat. I mean, this is a team that we had pegged as a uh as a preseason favorite um for the you know to make a run for the Super Bowl and out of the AFC but they you know like you said you you've kind of had some struggles some hiccups along the way and they haven't looked as indomitable as we thought they were going to be at the beginning of the season when you looked at them on paper um they've had some issues also along the offensive line so but they did have a nice come from behind victory on the Ravens um so they so they have the intestinal fortitude to go the length but you know, scoring way less than than what they than what they're anticipated to score for this season. But the, think about it: you're down twenty to three in Ravenland, you know, and you come up yeah. with a couple of you know fourth quarter scoring drives, or at least second half to late third quarter scoring drives. They they are they're a dynamic squad. There's no doubt about it. I mean, there's a lot of things that they can do. Their defense, I think, is is you know their defense is is going to be good. Um, you just watch them. Um, they kind of they, they they swarm to the ball and they do a good job of tackling. And that that Matt Milano and not to mention Tremaine uh, Edmonds, you know uh, Terrell's brother. By golly, those two are they're they're quite a duo when you watch them on a tape. No, no, they they are, and there there are some uh, some consequences and repercussions if you if you're not on your horn. <laughs> right yeah if if you are not on the horn they they will they will they will make life uh dare i say it miser- les miserables les miserables yes okay yes les miserables they will make it miserable for you um if you're not on your p's and q's and and they i mean they went out and they got a squad you know because you have to think they went out and they didn't worry about their they weren't thinking about their division um they were thinking about who is the direct threat to us which is the Kansas city chiefs. Um, they prevent us, they prevent them from getting, um, where they need to go year in and year out. And 
that's the team they kind of, they kind of built themselves out of. They fashioned themselves as being as this being a chief beating squad. And they went in free agency and they went and made those acquisitions. I mean, it starts with a guy by the name of Von Miller, if mm-hmm. you haven't heard of him. Oh, gee. Uh, the alien? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the alien. As Mike Tomlin uh, described him. Yeah, you know, I mean, you get him, you get Daquan Jones up front, you know, and, and, and you know, you go get Christian Benford at corner, um, you know, who's now starting, a six-rounder that's now starting. Kair Elam was another guy that you went after in the first round of the draft this year. So you went and got some of the DBs, and he hasn't quite been playing up to snuff yet. Um, Jordan Phillips was another one that you went and you got um, in free agency to yeah. kind of give you a little bit of depth there um, for the defensive line. And, you know, and you went and drafted guys, right? Greg Rousseau from, from uh, Miami. Yeah. You got you got a year ago. Boogie Basham, another one. You went – you doubled down first and second rounders um, to round out your edge to go opposite and realize that you need somebody else. You went and you got Von Miller. A.J. Epinesa is still on that squad. So, I mean, they have a lot of guys in that defensive line that they could rotate through and provide a lot of, a lot of pressure. And that's what they want to do. They want to disrupt guys like Patrick Mahomes. So when you think about that, you know, that's that's what we're going to have to deal with. We're going to have to deal with what those tornadoes are on the opposite side. Now, the offensive line, you know, up to this point, I felt like has done a really good job of getting better every single week, especially in the run game. Um, they took a little bit of a step back last week um, in pass protection. Mm-hmm. Um, There's just too much pressure off the edge. You gave up three sacks. And, uh, you know, Everybody, Quinn and Williams had a sack. Uh, I can't even think of the Jermaine Johnson, whatever his uh, acronym is after that. The second, third one, I couldn't tell. Doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, it doesn't matter. And then Carl Lawson also. So, so the offensive line has to do some things. And then, of course, the ineligible receiver downfield. So there was a little bit of some hiccups in the progression line. But all in all, this offense has been, you know, this offensive line has been doing a great job of blocking at the point a lot better on their assignments, knowing their buddy. And then now it's just going to be some of the one-on-one physical matchups, being able to make sure you man up and you're taking proper footwork. I thought they kind of got a little wacky. Chooks got a little wacky in his footwork. Um, but I think I think he was nicked up during the game and just didn't say anything um, because you could tell he was a little bit different in that second half. Um, some, some, of the, uh, some of the movement things, you know, I don't know if it was a leg or what, but he was not as efficient as he normally is. And then Dan Moore, you know, footwork gets a little sloppy. He's a second-year guy, yep. and he's still learning. And when you're playing at left tackle, you know, if you have any deficiency, it's going to get exposed. And he's going to have a tall task against Von Miller this week. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It's going to be tough. But, you know, by the way, I was, I was watching some tape on Von. Oh, does he got – he's got that little slide-by that James Harrison oh. worked to perfection. You know, yes. he will – he will get tangled up with you, and he will push that outside arm down and then grab behind the tricep, you know, that little wrestling slide yeah. by. Oh, my goodness. He uh-huh. does that so – he's like slicker and snot on a doorknob, man. I mean, when he does that, that's really – but anyhow, I digress because we got to get going. No, absolutely. No, this is this is the end of the first hour, and, of course, at the end of, of the hour, we like to make sure that we point everybody in the direction of <laughs> – your smart speaker, Alexa. 
That's right. She's everywhere. She drives me crazy. She's in the house. You have one. She's it. Yes, I do have. I do have an Alexa, but it's my kids. I have the little yeah. Echo Dot Junior. It's a colorful one. It's uh-huh. in the girls' bathroom, but she's always listening. She's always listening. But you know what she wants to listen for? What's that? She wants to listen for you to say, "Hey, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio on iHeart." And guess what? <laughs> She'll do the rest of it. I mean, it's amazing. She's so in tuned. She's so she's so instinctual, and she loves the Steelers. I know you bet you didn't know that. Yeah. That's All right. I know Alexa is I-Y-K-Y-K, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, he does it at the end of the hour. There I we go. Him, An uh, applause there for you, Wolf. It's amazing when you write things down. <laughs> it is. It is. Just put the little post-it under the screen in, in the office. Nobody else goes in that broom closet but us, and it'll stay there in perpetuity so that we can use that. But we're going to step aside, pay some bills, and when we come back, we're going to keep diving into you know the press conference Steelers news and updates as, as we get ready because it's Buff Bills week. We're on to Buffalo now, so you know not a lot, not a lot of harping on that game from the la, from the, from Sunday. It's not because we got eyes ooh, forward. Beat you? No, no, we don't look in the rear view. We stare through the windshield. That's what we do here, and we do that in the locker room with Wolf and Starks here on SNR and ESPN Radio. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.